0: Hello, my name is Dan Morgan, your host, and thank you for joining the Podcast Potables Network, home of both Process Potables and the Brew coats We are happy to be a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family. You can find all things Underground Sports Philadelphia on Twitter, at UndergroundPHI. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. You can find all things Process Potables at www.processpotables.com. You can find us on Twitter instagram and untapped at process potables also we would like to thank our sponsor the andrew boss team at berkshire hathaway you can contact them for any real estate needs in new jersey at 856-904-5636 and if you mention process potables you can get exclusive savings we will get you right in to the podcast right away but first our friends in the presence of wolves All right, so we're hanging out here at Three Threes. We are joined by John from Three Threes Brewing. John, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, you can find Three Threes on Instagram, three spelled out, the number three Brewing on Instagram, and then on Twitter, same thing, three the number three Brew on Twitter. Their fourth anniversary is February first, which will be one week from the airing of this episode. Once we get it up later, but we're going to start more at the beginning. So, John, Three Threes, a lot of times when we go to breweries, it's like, oh, it's the name of the town, or it's something pretty obvious. We haven't been able to figure out really where Three Threes came from. So can you explain what's behind the name? One of the more interesting ones we've seen.
1: Yeah, so um, actually the building that we're in right now used to be address 333 Washington Street um, for the prior businesses. Once uh, opened as a brewery, the front door was put on, uh, on 13th Street here, here. So the address had to change. So um, the original owners... Uh, Decided to use a little bit of the building history when naming the business and named it after that original address.
0: But it's not even three 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 anymore now. It's not anymore. <laughs>
1: it what the building was. Got it.
0: Okay, that's pretty. So interesting. It's like keep a little
1: history for the building we're
0: in. There you go. So as far as the history of the brewery, um, what would you say is either like you know the flagship beer of. Three threes, or like what's the first one that when they started the idea that they were like, oh man, like this is actually good. We have a hit here. We can work with this.
1: So uh, last year at the 2019 Atlantic City Beer and Musical Festival, we entered our Back to Reality IPA into the hazy New England uh, IPA competition and we came in first place.
0: Uh oh. So we, that, uh, that's like our number one category. Yeah.
1: So take, taking a win in that category is kind of a big deal. So we, uh, we made the decision, uh, going back in November to make the back to reality our first, uh, flagship beer IPA. Uh, prior to that, we just were extraordinarily, uh, a rotational brewery. We, it was what's new, what's different. We probably had almost, oh God, like 25 different IPAs we're rotating monthly. Wow.
0: Well, and, that's
1: uh, hard. yeah. <laughs> And we've really we decided, you know what, let's get this one brand always available. And we kind of cut back on some of the ones that kind of moved a little slower or people weren't as excited over. And everybody seems to be loving the back to reality um, IPA. All
0: right. We have a lot of things we can take from that. One is that the one that has the Back to the Future artwork.
1: So that's one of two technically. So Back to Reality and Escape from Reality are the single and double versions of the same of, Dang, of a similar okay. beer. They both have the uh, the Delorean on the can artwork. The Back to Reality has the front, and the Escape from Reality has the back. And we oh. actually, it's funny. We actually both brewed and canned the Escape from Reality before we made Back to Reality, and. They actually had plans to can the Escape from Reality before Back to Reality even won the award. So once it won the award, we're like, well, now we have to make the, the single version more often.
0: Well, I mean, you have to escape reality before you can go back. You, exactly. can't, go, yeah. you can't go back until makes you sense. escape. So exactly. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, friend, friend of the podcast, Paul Brown, who did our website and a lot of our social, uh, he actually, I saw the can art from him yesterday because he's the biggest Back to the Future fan in the world. And also... Is, uh, has, has worked AC Beer Fest for a, a lot of the past years. And he was like, this is the greatest can like canned beer art I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, conveniently, we're going to be there tomorrow. So definitely wanted to talk about that. Awesome. Um, hazy New England style IPAs, I, I think, between the three of us, is probably the most consensus, like, you know, agreed oh, yeah. upon beer between us and usually is up there for us. So big fans of that. I'm definitely going to have to grab some of that before we leave.
1: Oh, I was going to agree. I need to get a four-pack of that before we walk out of this place. <laughs> Always available.
0: <laughs> um, uh, leaning into that, so you mentioned AC Beer Fest, which we're like, kind of still – I still don't know if we have the word that we're able to like officially announce that we're there, but like we're there and we've kind of been telling people. I think people, you just so, did. Yeah. well, we, we, We've been doing it on a lot we're of unofficially things. but, but officially we, We've only been announcing. putting it in deep into content that people would really have to go find. Um, so this is going to be our first year there as a podcast, but awesome. me and Corey here have, have, I think this is our sixth year that we were going to, like we had tickets before we even, you know, found out that we would actually be able to podcast from there. Uh, what, what is your reaction? You guys are actually like not too far from AC, I guess it's probably about 25 That's minutes or depends so on
1: traffic and if you know, which way you go, sure. expressway or white horse pike.
0: So AC beer fest specifically, but I was going to ask about like beer fest in general, but especially AC beer fest for you guys. Do you find that? you know, going to something like that with your brand that you get a lot of, you know, positive feedback and also, like, do you see it translate into... The tap room here, like people coming in and being like, Yeah, like went to AC Beer Fest, and you know, you guys were pointing us and really stood out, had to come back again all the
1: time. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I see people come in with those little uh, handbooks uh, oh, yeah, the, the passport and they're looking for their stamps. Uh, people say, Hey, I had your beer at what it was such and such festival, and I had to come and I, I loved it so much. I had to come. Um, whether we're also in, uh distribute into Eastern Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia market, and we get people coming in from Philadelphia all the time and say, Hey, I had your your beer at such and such bar and i loved it and i wanted to see what else you have and then they leave here you know loving it again and wanting to come back so the the festivals certainly help our uh our brand and our tap room grow
2: that's really awesome because i've always wondered do do they really help you know promotion getting people in through the door because sometimes you can think well it's just a reason for people to show up to drink a you know a whole bunch of beers and right. get wasted and you know are they going to remember that experience especially when you're tasting 10 20 different beers yeah. but to hear that that actually translate into success that's that's really awesome
1: yeah it depends on the festival like some festivals are just run a lot better than others uh, i've i've personally noticed that any festival put on by good time tricycle which are the guys who put on Atlantic sure. City Beer festival yep. they're always the best most most well-run festivals And that's the ones, and they're primarily South Jersey, a lot of South Jersey festivals. You know, you take an AC Beer Fest, uh, the Witchcraft Festival, that's in um, October. That one was really big as well. They do the Seafood Fest as well, which is a big Festival, Yeah, yeah. so we we notice a lot of people come from those festivals after them. So I would say the better the festivals run, the more um, we'll see people come to our facility afterwards.
0: Awesome. So you mentioned that you guys were like more of a rotational type of brewer. You mentioned like twenty five or so IPAs often rotating. That's just IPAs, <laughs> right? Would you would you say based on that number that like the, an IPA kind of style would have been like the most uh, like brewed style you guys had? Like oh, you do have a good 100%. variety here, percent.
1: Um, so when we came in here, uh, we're we're, the, we're actually the second owners, and we'll, we're, this March will be our third year running three threes. Uh, we came in here and they were. I think my first two months all we brewed was IPAs. Mm. I didn't brew a damn a thing until we finally brewed our blueberry saison. Was the first non IPA I brewed working here. Um, that's you know that was where the the craft market is. It has been, um, and we kind of when we signed on with our distributor Hunterdon, that was like almost all they wanted. You know, in the, you can get the seasonal a couple seasonal beers. You know, saison summer uh, stouts and porters in the fall, but it was primarily IPAs, and I think as we grow as a brewery, as the market um, morphs and changes, we're allow, uh, able to kind of build off of that. You know, you've got your, your brand, the, uh, the bacteriality, will always be there, and you hit your IPA numbers with that, and you're able to mix in a little bit more variety, which I personally love.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're definitely about the variety, so that's awesome to hear. So speaking of variety, we are in Hamilton, it's the blueberry capital of the world. It is. You mentioned a Saison already. I'm currently drinking the Break the Fast, which is a blueberry pancake-inspired porter. Yep. So being in this area, having you know so, some kind of access to that, do you find yourself doing a lot of blueberry-inspired styles as a result? So
1: the blueberry Saison is like our trademark summer seasonal. Um, we make a lot of that throughout the summer, especially this summer. Now that we're kind of in the um, flagship style instead of just making whatever hasn't been made in a right. while uh, we're going to be cranking out blueberry saison almost as much as back to reality this summer um, which sucks for me because I'm the guy who has to puree and cook all the blueberries <laughs> <in a while. laughs> and that's not fun process I don't imagine so um, and you don't way. have
0: to mash them with your feet, right? Like no, in, in no, barrels no, and no stuff. If,
1: nobody would drink the beer if I had I to. I think do that. that's wine,
2: right? I've only dude, seen that where? Simpsons.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I get most of my information from. So that's a reliable source. They're always right. They always they did, they did it first. Always they always did everything. Simpsons
1: did it.
2: Now I do have to ask. Um, being the blueberry capital of the world, like does, does that you know kind of uh, moniker does it ever get like annoying or just old? You're like. I gotta brew another batch of blueberries. Why can't this town do something else? Or is that something that like people from around here are actually proud of? And-
1: people from here are actually very proud of the, the blueberry heritage, but I don't really feel that our hand is forced to make that too much. I think, you know, you, you do wanna have a blueberry beer any chance you can. Obviously it's gotta be seasoned, right, which is why we have the, the blueberry pancake porter for the, you know, winter time. nice thick porter um, to warm people up. And then we have the, the easy-drinking summer uh, blueberry Saison for the summer. Uh, we've done a couple of other, like, one-off varieties. I think we did a blueberry cobbler last summer, which is, like, graham crackers and blueberries and a Blondale. Uh, we've done a couple of others, but we, we really can do whatever we want fruit-wise. It's not like, oh, why did you make something without blueberry? We, we, yeah, we also have a blackberry Saison, hibiscus Saison. So we, we, we can kind of do whatever, but, like, you do – you being from, you know, in Hamilton, you kind of do have to be like, all right, well, we're going to be conscious. We got to make something with a blueberry. And um, we, we love, you know, people love our blueberry saison. So, like, that's, like, the staple of the blueberry beers for us.
0: I mean, it's got to be convenient to have a, a staple of your community that you can actually implement in yeah. what you do. Yeah, Cause, absolutely. you know, growing up in, like, Runnymede where it's like, hey, we have a giant stretch of the Black Horse Pike that no businesses ever last. It's like, well, what are you going to do with that? That was right. pretty much to claim the fame. So it's good yeah. there's something you can use. I don't, I don't see how that would really be a problem. Not at all. Just just making those blueberries. <laughs> so we mentioned your four-year anniversary is coming up in a week on February 1st. Before we actually touch on that, I wanted to ask, so we've only been doing this for just over a year, the, the podcast specifically, but we've been you know around craft beer for a while now. A lot of the places that we have visited so far in our time doing this are in their first year. They're about to celebrate a one-year anniversary, a two-year anniversary. So, coming up on four. Now, I know you, you had mentioned that you know you guys are coming up on your third year of owning it, but either way, you know, kind of being more veteran than a lot of the people that we speak to. What are some of the ways that you guys, you know, kind of like hang in, compete, like stay fresh in a market where so many brewers are, are sprouting up, and a lot of times just. Being new can generate hype, can get people in the right. door, but then you have to sustain. So now, not only do you guys have to sustain, you have to compete against all of them popping right. up.
1: I think there's probably about twelve answers I can give you right here. <laughs> um, the 1st verse first I'm going to say is when you have that staple um, flagship beer, people recognize that they know it, and you you're know, using the Back to the Future reference is something that pe- sticks with people's mind. Like, oh, For Back sure. to the Future beer. So. I think that is a way to kind of keep yourself above, is having a good beer, an award-winning beer that is easily recognizable. Um, on top of that, uh, my brother is a mad scientist, and if there's a stupid, crazy idea, he's very willing to find a way to make it work. Um, like today, we're, we're tapping Cop Juice, which is a jelly donut you know, coffee porter, which you've got the sign right there. And it's I mean, who, who the Who the heck makes a jelly donut beer? We do. Um, it's just having the mindset of what's weird, how can we make it work? Not that's stupid, it's how do we make that work? Um, another br- awesome thing that we have that not a-, a lot of the newer guys who don't, who are starting smaller, is we have a one-barrel pilot system, which really allows us to get crafty, get creative, um, and do some wild and out there things. Uh, we also recently got a couple of corny kegs, which is like a five-gallon keg that you could put a cylinder in that's how we made the cop juice. You just rack a beer into it, put whatever kind of ingredients you want to age it on. And it's just a five-gallon batch. You could really experiment on that.
0: Um, All right. So you mentioned your brother, mad scientist. Yes. Yeah. What's the craziest thing he's tried that didn't work? And what's the craziest one he's tried that did? The Honestly, the only true miss that comes to mind is we – so
1: we have a line of uh, experimental IPAs we call Evolution – And the last one we did, I think, was Evolution 11. He tried to do a cherry vanilla IPA. And at first, it just didn't, we weren't overly happy with it. But a lot of times what we do when we're not happy with something is we leave it in the cooler for a while. And then we try it. And we tried it a week or two ago, and it was way the hell better than the first time. Uh, I think we also did that with a uh, a brown ale. We just weren't happy with it. just kind of left it in the back. And all of a sudden, holy crap, it's really good. Uh, and a mint, we did a actually a mint stout, that, the same thing. It uh, was aged on Andy's candies, oh and God, it tastes yes. like toothpaste. <laughs> like I mean, I might as well have been drinking crust. So we threw <laughs> it in the back for three months, P- pulled it out. Yeah, it kind of tastes like candy canes now. Put it in the back for another two months, pulled it out. And it was Andy's candies. Everything came through, and it's just amazing how, you know what? I'm not sure how I feel about this. Let me age it. And then you find the right time to serve it. Uh, that's kind of cool. As far as certain hits, uh, we did a, a, a boysenberry cobbler called The Boys Are Back. And that <laughs> nice. was, I, I don't think, I think when we did our cobbler series, we couldn't keep them on tap long enough. Just people were drinking them up. I mean, we did a, a, a strawberry rhubarb that flew. We did a peach uh, that flew. A blueberry, as mentioned earlier, those just kind of, you can't keep them in stock. Uh, and actually, if you want to talk real mad scientists, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Sterling Taver- Sterling Tavern, uh, but we did a beer dinner with them. And there were some mad scientists in, in the kitchen, and they asked us to do some mad scientist work on the beer side to pair. We made a Oreo Golden Stout, a pizza Ooh. Saison.
0: Oh, shit. Oh,
1: my God. A peach Grotzer, which is a smoked wheat beer, which is a creation of my own. And you said wheat, right? Wheat. a okay. smoked wheat beer, which it's like beer with like bacon flavor. Either way would pique my interest. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure yeah. we're yeah. on the same page uh, yes here. <laughs> Yes. So, I mean, the, the ideas are endless.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. We're, we're working on a little, on some things on our end content creation wise with beer pairing and, and food and things like that. So that's awesome to hear that you guys were able to do something yeah, cool like that. That we're sounds planning awesome. planning another one
1: with those guys. And I think a couple other breweries are going to join where us. Where are they, out. where
0: are they located?
1: Uh Sterling, I uh if I had my phone on me I could look it up. I don't honestly know what town it is. I know it's much more north. Okay. Um but they they made a, a crazy, crazy, crazy menu. Uh I unfortunately didn't make it to that event, but I was told the stories of how mad sciencey events. Pizza is. Saison. Yeah.
2: It's just interesting, you have two beers that are the names have to do with Back to the Future and you describe yourself a mad scientist, so uh
0: <laughs> That was
1: really no pun intended. The lore
0: lore translates to reality, yeah, and then reality is also put in the name of the beer. So, according according to the Google,
1: uh, Sterling Tavern is in Morristown, New Jersey. Okay, Uh, okay, but like
0: I believe the North Morris, yeah, not Morris, yes, yes,
1: Yes. that's that's the one it is. I figured
0: so, okay, uh, leading up now, February 1st, one week, the four year anniversary. What can you tell us about what people can expect? If they're able to come through there, what, what do you guys have planned for that? So for the
1: four-year anniversary, we uh, expand our hours. We open at 12. We close at 10, which is usually 1 to 9. Um, the first um, three and a half hours is uh, 14 beers on tap. We're going to have our anniversary IPA. Here's the scoop, and I'm going to tell you. Um, the second part's just the quote for the name of the beer. It's not actually part of the name. Um which is going to be a milkshake double IPA with uh, pink guava and red currant. Ooh. So trying some different fruits. You can't use the same stuff everybody else uses. Um, we're going to have, a f- you know, I'm not entirely sure the exact first 14 beers that are going to be on tap besides that. But I know that won't be on tap. Uh, at 3.30, we're doing timed release uh, for all of our employee brewed beers. So one of our traditions for our anniversary party is to have... Um, all of our you know, beer tenders and uh, production staff brew an aniver- their an- own anniversary beer, and we try to have fun with it and make like, a little um, in-house competition to see who can get the best rating. Uh, I think what we're doing is we're bringing in like a 16-ounce can from o- an- any other brewery, and we're just going to make a pot and whoever gets the highest untapped rating is going to take home the pot. Nice. Oh, that's,
2: so. that's different. Yeah, I like that. that. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah, that's I think idea. It's, it's
1: really fun, and we've got some really cool ideas. Um, everybody's Really, uh, came up with some awesome stuff and some very different, out there stuff, uh, especially for us.
2: It's just funny with 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 my day job. They talk about employee engagement, and people are like, "Yeah, okay." But when you work at a brewery, that mm-hmm. that that that's truly uh, you know the spirit of employee engagement and getting yeah, involved. Yeah. Like that's really awesome. It's, it's,
1: it's cool to you know have got you know our beer tenders all. This is all their second job. You know, we're only open four days a week, so. Um, for them to either take a day off or find a time around their work schedule to come in and actually be a part of a pilot brew brew day which is not you know something they get to do every day so it's it's fun for them they're technically working but it's not their usual job and they get to help out Uh, they all had a blast Uh, they worked with my brother and our brewer to come up with uh, recipes basically just their idea and then mike and uh, our brewer john both
0: collaborated to make recipes Awesome, man. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. So again, that's uh, February first. That's next Saturday. Like John said, they're open twelve to ten. Double milkshake IPA coming on the anniversary ale, and uh, a whole lot more coming around three thirty. So three again, three man. Come hang out. Uh, we're here hanging out now. We're gonna drink a little beer and uh, and get on with the pod. John, thank you very much. No problem. For yeah, me, guys. Thank you for having us. And uh, we'll be right back after this.